1: George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio. The answer on this beautiful October 17 of the year 2020, and <laughs> what a year it has been, my friends. Boy, this has been, a, I mean, you know, this this is going to be one of those years that goes down in history as, uh, well, I'm not sure how it's going to be looked at. I mean, challenging. That's how it's going to be looked at. So, uh, welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. We've got uh, uh, some great guests for you, as usual, and some uh, news and comments for you. So, um, sit back, call your friends, tell them to join us on KLUP 930 AM radio. Um, Let me see, who do we have as far as guests today? First of all, uh, we've got my good friend uh, Jose Salazar from uh, Laredo, uh, my birth town. Uh, from Laredo, Texas, and uh, I wanted to reach out to Jose because there is a continuing uh, saga regarding the uh, Trump trains that uh, have uh, been going on in uh, in South Texas. Now, uh, folks, Laredo has long been a bastion, a a, a bastion. I mean, that's uh, that's a, a, a simple word to put it. I'm, I mean, it has been a real, real stronghold of Hispanic Democrats. And all of a sudden, the, uh, uh, the number of Trump signs, the number of Trump train uh, activities uh, has really, really just escalated. And it's got folks down there. It's got the Democrats just in a panic, in an absolute just uh, it's just freaking them out. There was a uh, an article penned by a uh, professor uh, at uh, the local college there in Laredo. Um, saying that uh, the Trump trains were scary and and full of hate. They were hateful, signs of hate. Uh, you know, these people are nuts. They really, really are. They th- need therapy is what they need. And, and, you know, what's sad is that they are the ones teaching kids. I mean, uh, here is a professor claiming that, uh, you know, having a Trump train uh, it, it equates to uh, to a, a session of hate. Uh, I- incredible. Uh, it just is, it is wild. So anyway... Uh, Jose is going to be giving us an update and a briefing about um, the uh, political climate there in uh, in Laredo, which um, impacts tremendously on South Texas and uh, the Hispanic, the Mexican american and the Latino, whatever you want to call us. I don't know. I, you know, I just call myself an American of Mexican descent. But anyway, uh, the impact that, that uh, this is having on um, on, on the vote. Uh, I think that there's going to be a uh, big surprise for Democrats uh, regarding their, I mean, I mean uh, you know, regarding their politics. I mean, for a long, long time, we've been talking about how conservative uh, culturally uh, Mexican-Americans are. Well, you know, I think uh, in South Texas, Democrats are about to find out. So uh, our other guest is Mr. Chris Hayek. Miss, uh, Chris, Chris is with the Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington D.C., and uh, Chris is going to give us an update of uh, the various uh, ways that the court, the, the court has uh, the um, uh, anti-immigration uh, advocates, the activists that uh, want to put a, a halt to uh, President Trump's uh, immigration policies. Uh, he's going to talk to us about the um, legal uh, ramifications or the legal cases, or should I say, the legal cases that uh, they're filing, they're claiming uh, uh, violate rights, violate this, violate that. Um, we'll give you some update on the immigration news as well in a little bit. But um, Chris is going to give us an update about that. Um, next, we've got uh, <clears throat> Mr. Um Trevor Loudon he is our third and final guest but Trevor a uh, very very well-known uh, commentator on uh, on news shows uh, across the country uh, he's a great writer he is um, uh, seen on one network news he is seen on uh, America network news he is uh, he's been on Fox he's been all over the place and um uh, he's going to be chatting with us because he just re- re- recently wrote a, a, an article about um, the Chinese connection, and, and this is—I mean—I I really want you to listen to this because uh, he, he he connects the dots for us regarding the Chinese connection to Black Lives Matter. Now, real brief. Let me let me let me let me tell you. Um, this past week, uh, I listened uh, very uncomfortably as uh as Mark Cuban the pre- the uh owner of the Dallas Mavericks defended actually defended the NBA's uh social consciousness and um support of Black Lives Matter uh when he was asked about uh the the, the falling off of fans watching the NBA because apparently the uh nba had a uh crowned a new champion the lakers this past week and it was the smallest audience on tv at, in in the history of the league and uh it, it's it's got them panicked it's got them panicked but i'm not sure what they were thinking when they allowed black lives matter to come uh bullying uh them and bullying the fans uh, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, I I, I don't really care to be watching a, a show that's supposed to provide entertainment, and that's what sports does, uh, that provides entertainment, and then at the same time it accuses me of being a racist. Yeah, because only black lives matter, remember that. And since I'm not black, I guess I don't matter. Uh, but, uh, you know, the connection with the NBA, who is desperately trying to get into the uh, into the uh, uh, or maintain its its foothold, should I say, desperately trying to maintain its foothold in China, and how uh, you know to listen to Mark Cuban refused to uh, condemn the Chinese for uh, ethnic cleansing uh, of Uyghurs and other Muslim groups as well as other ethnic groups that live in China. Uh, he just flat refused to talk about it and refused to condemn them. And uh, then you got Popovich, uh, Greg Popovich, the coach of the, uh, of the uh, San Antonio Spurs here, uh, who refuses uh, to also condemn China, but uh, is very quick to condemn the United States, to condemn our culture, to condemn our president. Uh, you know, my friends, somebody's got them in their pocket. We've got to look at that. And uh, Trevor's going to chat about that so uh all right so let's go to some quick um to some quick news news items uh it, 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 early election early uh voting has started my friends uh early voting has started as of monday, and uh the number of votes that are being ca- that have been cast so far uh show that there is uh a record number of people voting a record number of people voting however uh it is also exposing the problems with these mail-in ballots and voter fraud, election fraud, voter fraud. It's two different things. I mean, one is, you know, the voter uh, fraudulently uh, casting a ballot, and the other one is uh, the election being uh, stolen. So at any rate, uh, regarding voter and election fraud, I mean, um, most recently there was a situation where uh, some uh, ballots uh, in, uh, in Pennsylvania were mailed to the wrong place. Uh, and and, uh, and so all of a sudden, they're having to remail uh, the ballots. Hopefully, uh, it, it won't cause a, uh, a delay in people voting. But again, you know, this is the problem that we've got with the U.S. Post Office, with the mail system, as well as the whole idea of mail voting by mail. Uh, instead of voting in person now here in san antonio um i went down to vote on monday and uh, the line was huge i went down to uh, check it out on tuesday and the line was huge uh it, it uh, the number of people uh that are going to 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 the polls my friends is incredible it is very very large uh, we've had uh, situations uh, going back to the issue of voter fraud and, and election fraud uh in patterson new, new jersey City council. There was a city council seat that uh, uh, a a new election is going to be held. Have to be held uh, for that council seat because uh, there were. I mean, there were eight hundred ballots that were cast in the race that were not counted. Eight hundred of them, and uh, you know, in these um, in these city council elections, eight hundred votes uh that can swing a, an election very very easily in one direction or another so um a, an election that took place back in may uh going to have to be done redone re uh the it, the, the, the voting is going to have to be uh done again um then you've got the uh, the, the ridiculous situation in uh in Minnesota uh you know I, minnesota has turned into an absolute zoo california north uh, I think, but anyway, U.S. Representative, the Congresswoman uh, Ilan uh, Omar from uh, from Minneapolis, she's been linked directly, my friends, to a va- massive vote illegal vote buying scheme uh, in the elderly community, which is very very popular all over the place. I mean, this is not new. Uh, voter voter uh, uh, collectors, uh, folks will go into uh, ballot. Um, uh, gatherers will go into a uh, no folks home a, a an elderly uh, center an elderly community uh, and um, you know they'll collect they'll get they'll people to vote and in some cases people don't even know who they're voting for and why they're voting for uh, or why they're voting uh, so anyway she uh, she was um, has been linked to this vote-buying scheme in an elderly community in Minnesota in Minneapolis uh, in the in the Somali district, so you know, uh, not only are they elderly in many cases, they you know, probably some of these people have never voted in an American election. So what do they know? So what do they know? So uh, Project Veritas, uh, who is are, I mean, those guys are great. Those guys are great. Uh, they got um, direct film of uh, uh, one of uh, Omar's uh, friends. Uh, going going and uh, and encouraging uh these this vote harvesting so uh in and you know again my friends it, it, it's here is a sitting uh congresswoman and she's involved in this kind of stuff I, i'm you know i'm sorry it, it's it's really really sad uh then there's the issue of the fake news let me go through some fake news with you real quick uh you know the, the saga of hunter biden the the story that broke about hunter biden uh selling uh influence hit selling his daddy uh the vice president at that point the vice president's uh uh influence uh the story broke and uh white White house press secretary uh kaylee mckinney she went ahead and uh and and posted uh the story commented on it and would you believe that immediately Twitter, Twitter locked her out, closed down her account her, her, her account? Why? Because they claimed here, here they claimed there was a claim that the um, uh, in the in the story, uh, the defense has been uh, that uh, Hunter Biden's uh, laptop, which contained all this uh, all this information of, of uh, influence peddling that uh, that it was hacked so immediately the Twitter uh, Twitter claims that they refuse to uh, to post anything from a source that has been hacked Uh, you know how high-minded of them of course so uh, they they blocked out her uh, her account and the story was you know uh, pushed to uh, to the I mean just contained controlled well uh, there was such an uproar over this thing that uh, on Thursday uh twitter had to change its its uh its policy (laughs) they changed their policy uh for uh, limiting the reach of uh of of this this article and any article that claims to uh be uh, to contain hacked materials so um now the story is uh is out there however it's not being it's not being circulated uh on um on Thursday night, there was a there were two uh, town hall meetings. One with uh, ABC's uh, George Stephanopoulos and Biden, and uh, Stephanopoulos never asked anything. Never asked anything about that story of uh, of um, uh, the vice president. Never asked him anything. And uh, in the meantime, the the uh, NBC uh, town hall with the president, uh, I mean, it was it was like. It was like watching a Christian uh, among the lions. It was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, We're going to go ahead and uh, take our break, and then we're going to go to our first guest, my friends, uh, Jose Salazar. Once again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for supporting us. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. (music) Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got a dear friend of ours, um, Mr. Jose Salazar, who is a uh, fellow uh, blogger and podcaster in South Texas. And uh, Laredo, him and his brother have a podcast uh, that uh, they do. I wanted to reach out to him because uh, in Laredo, Texas, which has been a a, a an enclave a historical uh, stronghold of democrats all of a sudden the the, uh, the trump train all of a sudden the trump trains are have have really really become popular and uh i wanted his um his input into uh, what's going on in laredo what do they uh how is the opposition in in particular how are they how are they reacting so jose thank you for taking time tell us about the trump trains Uh, And and, uh, how the local Democrats, how the local uh, Establishment is reacting To them
2: Well, uh, George, thank you for having me, George Um, The the first one that we had was on September the 12th, it was organized by Hector Garza from the Border Patrol Union And uh, some other organizers And uh, I I spoke to them and I asked them About, you know, what they expected And they were telling me that they expected about You know, 200, maybe 300 cars To show up and, and They had planned a short route However, we were pleasantly surprised that, that by the time the whole thing was over, there were four thousand vehicles and seven thousand participants. So that, that was wildly successful. Wow! And it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, we did not expect that.
1: So, uh, have there been uh, any subsequent um, Trump trains to that? And what's the response? What is the uh, reaction uh, from uh, from Democrats as well as from from uh, the people themselves.
2: Well, uh, first of all, the the uh, after the Trump train, there were people who were who were uh, I guess uh, happy that uh, they had gotten a permit because the original plan, George, was for the whole Trump train to ride over the mural that 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 was at the city council allowed the Laredo city council allowed the the no border wall people to paint. They painted a huge mural in front of the federal court building on the wall and the original plan was to go right over it wow. but they, at the last minute they got a permit to stop the, the the trump train from going there and and it had to be rerouted and they posted and you're talking about the veterans uh to, to united to stop the wall and the uh, and uh from the rio grande international study center uh they posted on on facebook uh, cel- celebrating that they had derailed the Trump train. Well, <laughs> so, did they know that it was going to be a huge success, and that that mural going over it did not matter one bit. But there was a lot of pushback from those groups, uh, uh, claiming. Well, first of all, some of them were not very nice comments about about that uh, about the the Trump train participants, uh, saying that they had the No on the Frente, you know, the 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 the, uh, the pretty pair. You know, printed, and there they were supporting you know, a white guy, and uh, uh, and they were claiming that 95 percent of the people were from out of town, which was completely false.
1: <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> what about what about uh, the supporters? I mean, has has um, was there a lot of support, even though uh, you know, even from people that did not uh, participate in the uh, in the train as you went through the neighborhoods? Was there? What was the reaction like? Well, it was, it, it was a lot of positive reaction, you know, including
2: the second Trump train, which was almost as successful as the first, with 3,800 vehicles. It was a 15-mile-long uh, uh, Trump train, and that tells you that there's a lot of cars, and a lot of people still came out to support. And I think what it did, George, is it told people who were Republicans and closeted Republicans, you know what, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. There's other people who are here and are like me, and they loved it that they could wear their Trump hat, their Trump shirts, and and you know, they were uh, surrounded by people who thought just like that. And uh, uh, in addition to that, uh, George, there was a riding with Biden, train or parade, whatever you call it, uh, and it, it only brought in 384 cars. <laughs>
1: so 384 compared to over 7,000? Over <laughs> Correct. Wow. I think that tells
2: you something about the enthusiasm for Trump in in Laredo, Webb County, and the enthusiasm for Biden.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a good measurement, that's for sure. Now, tell 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 me about um, now that uh, early voting has started. Uh, are you seeing any indicators of the continued uh, enthusiasm in that direction? Yes. Uh, on day one, the. Uh, Webb County reported uh, that there was a
2: 22.2% increase on the first day of voting. Wow. So, yeah. So we'll wait for it for today to see how it ends, but uh, there was a 22.2% increase, so more people coming out vote. And uh, in addition to that, the, the energy has not stopped, it's, it's continued. Uh, it, we're meeting at one of the polling places, one of the major polling places here in Laredo for early voting. And we're we we're, there's people carrying Trump signs, flag and we outnumber the Biden people like two or three
1: to one. Oh my goodness! Now you know we have heard you know so many times. Uh, first of all, Mr. Biden has made the comment that uh, if you're not black, you can't. You know, you, uh, you're if you vote Democrat or Republican, you're not black. Uh, we've heard from the from the Castro twins up here in San Antonio about how. Uh, you know, in order to be a, a loyal uh, Latino, you've got to uh, support the uh, the Democrats. Um, uh, what uh, you know? What would you say about these these types of comments? Uh,
2: there, you know, those comments, and along with those people who say that you're not a real Mexican if you if you, if you support Trump, uh, which I don't know what it. You know, if, if the other guy is also white, I don't know what that means, right? Right. Uh, but you see it. it, 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 it I think it's it's going. People are just you know beyond that. They're past that. You can see that the the, the the here we're we're like 95% Hispanic, we see a lot of Trump supporters. You can look at the, the the in California, you've seen a lot of Latinos in California holding rallies over there. You've seen a, a a lot of people holding rallies with Boricuas Boricuas for for Trump. You're seeing people in Miami, the Venezuelans, the Cubans coming out for Trump. I think that made a huge mistake in catering to certain groups they forgot the latinos and they are losing the latinos and they're even starting to lose a lot of the black support that they have
1: now tell tell me about uh, t- tell us uh, about this situation with the border wall because i mean we've been reading uh, about this group that uh, has been opposing the border wall and how the even the city council of, of laredo uh voted to uh to uh uh, not support the border wall. Uh, I, what what is the sentiment from from common folks about uh, the border wall?
2: You, you know that that the border wall. Oh, some people feel strongly about it, but it, it, it's it's not the issue, the wedge issue that Democrats thought it would be. I think that they thought that if they pushed the border wall, that it, that you know that Mexican Americans, that Latinos, that that we would then, uh, uh fall behind Biden and support Biden, but It's not become the, 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 the wedge issue that I think that they tried to make it. it. I think what people care about, just like everybody, right? I mean, we care about, we want liberty. We want jobs. Uh, we want to make sure that if, if something happens and we're in danger, we can pick up the phone and call the police. You know, there's been many people, George, who have called me, people who are from Venezuela, people who are, who are Democrats, are uh, uh, Catholics. Uh, people who, who are LGbt and they're seeing that they want they want the same things George. they want security they want jobs they want opportunities they want their liberties and the Democrats are not offering that
1: you had uh, the the you had a very famous little situation there uh, with uh, two ladies uh, who operated a uh, a beauty salon and uh, the uh, city shut them down how uh, how's that been playing out?
2: Well, uh, finally, the, the, you know, hair stylists are open. You know, some are still hurting a little bit, but they're saying that they're seeing business pick up. Uh, it, it was very unfortunate that that you know that these kind of things happened. That they had sting operations. That people on Facebook were reporting fellow citizens, and uh, uh, and all this mask business. Uh, and now the CDC has reported has released a report that eighty five percent. Are, are
1: are people who have contracted COVID or mask wearers? Uh, Jose, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. Tell the folks where uh, where they can follow you and and uh, listen to your podcast and follow your blogs, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Well, we, you can either look for us on Facebook for the first podcast radio, or also on YouTube. That's where we post a lot of our videos on uh, the first podcast radio. And thank you so much for having me, George.
1: Got you. Thank you very, very much. We've been talking with Mr. Jose Salazar uh, from uh, Laredo, Texas, and uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. <music> Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, Mr. Chris Hayek, who is with the Immigration Reform Law Institute in Washington, D.C. I wanted to reach out to him because uh, they have just finished looking at a uh, case uh, regarding uh, immigration that I want them to explain to us because... Apparently, there have been some efforts to uh, throw this uh, case out or to uh, uh, have it reversed because of some hyper, as they put it, hyper-technicalities. Chris, thank you for taking time to be on our show. Talk to us about this, um, this court case and, and these technicalities.
0: Okay, the um, technicality arises because uh, this particular illegal alien is arguing before the Supreme Court that, he was not notified adequately of his uh, removal proceedings because he he got two notices instead of one notice. The notice, according to the statute, is supposed to be, uh, according to him, one document, but that is a hyper-technical reading of the statute. He, in fact, was notified at the time and place of the proceedings and appeared at the proceedings, and what he's arguing now is that since it was two, the notice to appear didn't have a time and place for the proceedings He got a subsequent notice of hearing That said uh, When when, and where the hearing was He's arguing that His period of continuous presence Shouldn't have ended uh, And still hasn't ended And if he's been Continuously present in the country for 10 years And not been uh, uh, Not gone to removal proceedings Or been notified of them He is eligible to have his removal Cancelled Though so that's also in the discretion Of uh, uh, The
1: government So you know the question That I've got is because you know there was another Recent case another situation Where apparently the um, uh, Immigration Law enforcement folks ice went In and arrested some Some guy that was uh, working And living at, on a uh, On a church ground and uh, now he's claiming the church, and he are claiming that uh, he was deceptively uh, called out of the house and that uh, the the church was a sanctuary, et cetera, et cetera. How often are these technicalities used or attempted to be used to, uh, you know, for these uh, illegal aliens to stick around, to, to uh, remain in the country?
0: Constantly. And it's very important that, that, that the court not allow these things to, uh, you know, these roadblocks to uh, uh, continue to be there. because the uh, you know quickly the, land, the legal landscape could be littered with one technicality after another and they just bring case after case. and uh, I mean recently there was a, an illegal alien from Sri Lanka who was apprehended at the border, made an asylum claim. They went through three levels of review administrative review of that claim, it was found not credible. And then he made another kind of claim, a habeas corpus petition in federal court. And and the Supreme Court eventually threw that out and said you can't use that and get another layer of federal court review. But I mean, there are enough lower courts and of course immigration attorneys who will argue each and every one of these.
1: Incredible. You know, how they will try to provide these, these loopholes to folks who are clearly violated the law. And in doing that, uh, they, um, you know, sometimes are successful.
0: Uh, but, right, it's a kind of a judicial amnesty. And, and they do it because they don't like the law.
1: It, it, this is this situation with, uh, you know, is it getting better or is it getting worse? I mean, particularly with sanctuary communities that we've got uh, littering the, uh, the landscape of the United States.
0: Yes. Um- The court passed up a major opportunity to get rid of them, unfortunately, uh, recently, when it denied review, you know, denied to hear the case of of, uh, the United States versus California, where the United States had sued to uh, overturn California's sanctuary state law. And if that had gone, if the court had taken the case and ruled on it, uh, sanctuary cities would be, and jurisdictions would would be illegal all over the country. Um, But we think the court will eventually get to that wanted to see more uh circuit court opinions on this uh the, on the legal questions than just the ninth circuit opinion that that uh it was asked to review the
1: uh the you know the the situation again with um, uh these loopholes that we see consistently um or the attempt to use loopholes uh have they been successful in the past i mean i i i i hear of uh of uh stays that uh, are allowed where you know some of these uh illegal aliens are are allowed to stick around um longer than than they should because the because the court uh or the judge said you know that this was uh this was missed or that was missed or this didn't happen um it, it, are, are we closing uh, any kind of closing the loops on these uh, on these efforts i mean uh yes
0: Trump is the, the Trump administration has, has issued a lot of new regulations and uh, rules, and you know to close such loopholes. And of course, when he does so, he always gets sued. But um, they are, they are working on that and uh, have made progress. Um, for example, that there, there's a process called expedited removal, which by law could could be done over the whole country. And if you, you know, if an illegal aliens apprehended and he. Uh, can't show he's been continuously in the country for two years, um, and he doesn't have papers on him. Uh, he can um, be immediately removed in a very brief uh, process. Uh, in the recent past, that was just uh, limited to being within a hundred miles of the border, and you, 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 help, you only had to show continuous presence for two months, uh, two months rather than two years. So Trump expanded it, and uh, you know to cover the whole country. And of course, he got sued, and it was enjoined, and then a, a, an appellate court uh, overturned the injunction, and, that, and now it's in effect. So he's doing things to speed up the back, you know, to speed up the process because we have such backlogs. Because for years, because of technicalities, because of lax enforcement, all kinds of reasons, um, you know, the problem has just grown and grown.
1: You know, it's really really fascinating. What is the what is the argument? I mean, for those of us here in, you know, uh, in the hinterlands, here, for all of for all of us who are just regular citizens, uh we have a difficult under uh, a difficult time understanding how someone would defend illegal immigration. I mean, just the word illegal. You know. So, what arguments do these folks use to defend illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, illegal immigration? <laughs>
0: Well, things like no person is illegal and all that i mean if they don't really have good arguments i think they want um you know suppose they're democrats and eventually you know if, well if you have more illegal aliens in your state you have more representatives in congress um for your state and that's because they've been counting illegals in the census now trump's try- trying to start stop that and we're uh defending him now in the courts including the supreme court just last night um and arguing that they should not be counted in the census because that means they're represented in the in the government, and the only people who should be represented in our national government are the people, Amen. states, <laughs> you know, members of our national political community. And uh, and court after court has held that illegal aliens are not among the people; they're not part of that community. Um, and it's but but you know, so they have that political motivation for you know having sanctuaries keeping them there because they keep their state's population up, but I
1: think they just fundamentally don't respect American sovereignty. They used to. But bottom line. It seems like yeah, bottom line. That's a, it. A, a bad thing to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I mean my, my grandparents grew up, I mean, we grew up the whole family has grown up on the border here in, in Texas, and I mean, you know, even though our last name is Rodriguez, we know uh, you know, the problems uh, entailed with People crossing illegally, you know, they suppre- oh, yeah. they suppress the wages.
0: It, it, it's terrible. They're not they're not checked. I mean, you know, and, and when it's legal immigration, for instance, even when it was unrestricted, like in you know, people went to Alex Island and everyone got checked. Yeah, right. If you had severe problems, you weren't getting
1: in, and uh, no one checks. You know, by definition, illegal aliens. They just they just come. Yeah, I and, mean, and they're w- w- it, often
0: paying. I mean, usually now paying uh, drug cartels.
1: Right. Correct.
0: To transport them. And often they're from all over the world. You know, uh, uh, China, for
1: example. Yep, we're, we're talking. We're, we're, we've been talking with Chris. We've got to cl- close out, Chris. But we've been talking with Chris Hayek from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute. Chris, tell the folks how they can follow you guys and how they can uh, donate and support to your organization.
0: Well, our website is uh, irli dot org, and it, it's clearly stated there how to donate and you can follow our content there and uh such as our press releases and find out what we're doing
1: excellent um any closing comments that you might have
0: um, well i would say that we are in a uh, very tough battle but i think we're winning it uh slowly excellent and, you know on the le- i'm referring to the legal battle to uh make make, uh, immigration
1: law make sense. You got it, buddy. Thank you very, very much, Chris, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Once again, my friends, we've we've been speaking with Chris Hayek from the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Mm
0: ElConservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, Please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom
1: burning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, a very, very interesting personality, a very well-known personality, Mr. Trevor Loudon, who is uh, a writer, speaker, uh, commentator. I mean, he's all over the map. And uh, uh, I wanted to reach out to him because he recently wrote an article, my friends. Very interesting article regarding Black Lives Matter. Now, you know, here in San Antonio, as, as uh, it is across the country in most metropolitan areas, there is uh, a franchise or an organization either the black lives matter themselves or uh one affiliated with it and uh, i wanted to find out from uh trevor what he has found out what he has uh, researched so trevor thank you very very much for taking time out of your busy schedule tell us about this what what is what have you discovered what have you found regarding black lives matter
3: Well, it's been known for a little while, the leaders of Black Lives Matter, the people who started it, and most of the current leaders around the country, are Marxists. But what we've found out since is they're actually pro-Chinese Marxists, and their leaders are liaising with the Chinese consulate in in, uh, San Francisco, as well as through other channels. So there's very strong evidence that this is a Chinese-directed operation.
1: You know, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, if if we have been able to discover this, why hasn't the federal government been able to prosecute somebody like that? Because, I mean, in, in reality, I mean, it's this is uh, uh, treasonous in my book.
3: Well, it is. It's an act of war to deliberately burn down, you know, to, to commit arson in multiple cities across the country, resulting in multiple deaths. And, and have this fostered by the Communist Party of China, that's, that's an act of war. And, uh, but the FBI has been so, for the last eight years or ten years, have been focused on the Tea Party and veterans at the direction of the Obama administration, that they, they are blind to this kind of stuff. They really do not understand what they're dealing with here.
1: You know, I'm glad you, that you mentioned that, because I myself, I was president of the San Antonio Tea Party, when the IRS came after us and uh, you know, came after me personally. So uh, it, it's, it, it's very, very interesting how there aren't questions about uh, Black Lives Matter, where they're getting money, how it's uh, operating. Uh, here in San Antonio, for example, um, the mayor has even asked or appointed a uh, Black Lives Matter advisor uh, to his office. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted with that.
3: Well, look, the Department of Homeland Security issued a, their annual report a couple of weeks ago, and they had a whole bunch about white supremacists and had zero about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. We're in a communist insurrection. They're burning our cities. They're killing our people. And they didn't even get a mention in the Department of Homeland Security report. Yet local governments, big businesses, and even churches all over the country are taking a knee to these people, giving them money, and giving them moral support. This is a communist revolutionary organization. It's got nothing to do with black lives. It's all about causing racial strife and bringing the country to its knees. That's, that's
1: the bottom line. Uh, you know, it, it really, uh, we are seeing that effect over and over again. Uh, in in city after city. Now you know uh, the NFL, the NBA, uh, for example, have have lost uh, fans because they have embraced Black Lives Matter. So not only is it governmental in- agencies that are, uh, and I'll use the term kowtow. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. To these oh, people, yeah. you know, uh, not only is it government agencies and public agencies, but um, even. Even the private sector, the big uh, the uh, big companies in the bri- private sector. I mean, how do we address this?
3: Well, look, we've got to name it for what it is, and we've got to get it out there. President Trump's been talking about this. Um, you know, he knows the Marxists there's a lot of articles out there now on the internet since this has been broken but if we can fan, we can get the general understanding out there that this is a chinese directed operation people will have a whole different viewpoint you know a whole different view this is this is basically coming through a group called Asians for Black Lives which is part of the Chinese Progressive Association of San Francisco, which is completely an agency for the Communist Party of China. And I've got leaders of this movement who are basically fostering Black Lives Matter, organising Black Lives Matter, talking about their relationship with the Chinese embassy, the Chinese consulate, how they run their talking points past them, how they liaise with them. And, and you've got to understand, you know, what country has more incentive to create chaos in America than China does? The Chinese Communist Party knows that if they don't destroy President Trump, and this is all time for election year, he will bring them down like Reagan did to the Soviet Union.
1: Yeah, that that, that absolutely makes makes sense. You know, which also makes sense as to why, you know, if, if there's this, this black uh, American... Uh, Chinese nexus. Uh, it also uh, explains why the NBA is so hesitant to somebody like LeBron James, for example, to uh, to criticize the uh, ethnic cleansing in uh, in China. That's, that's right. These big big businesses
3: and big sporting operations and big entertainment are so hungry and salivating for the Chinese market, they'll overlook anything. You know, you think about this. You know. China is flooding your country with fentanyl. They're killing 30,000 young kids a year. They're stealing your secrets. They're ripping off your technology. They're buying up your politicians. They've, they've wrecked your economy with a disease they deliberately spread, and now they're burning your cities. But the great news is you can buy cheap toasters in Walmart.
1: <laughs> Not to mention uh, that you know, they're, they're opening their, their, their market to uh, Hollywood. <laughs> well, well, that's,
3: that's right. This is, there's a, there's a combination of the American left supports China. Liberation Road, Freedom Road Socialist Organization, Communist Party USA, they all support China. So you've got a left-wing constituency that has huge influence in the Democratic Party. And you see that in San Antonio in spades.
1: Yes, but yes. But then you
3: have the big commercial interests who subvert some of the Republicans, who subvert big business. And so you've got an unholy alliance of the radical left and big business who wants to never offend China, who wants to let China get away with whatever it can. They would rather see American cities burn and tens of thousands of American kids die of fentanyl poisoning than in any way jeopardize their very lucrative arrangements with communist China.
1: Incredible, incredible. Uh, Trevor, tell the folks where they can read more from you. Uh, where they can follow you.
3: Go to my daily blog, TrevorLauden.com. But just, just if you want to find the article in question, just go type out Trevor Loudon um, China, China, Black Lives Matter. You'll find multiple articles online about it now. It's getting out there. But I've got more stuff coming up that will draw even closer connections. So this, I'm very confident about what I'm saying here, sir. This, this, the Chinese are behind this. This is a Chinese operation. They're committing acts of war on American, in American cities every single day.
1: And, and I would imagine that they're really hitting the panic button. The Chinese are really hitting the panic button with, uh, with President Trump being so vocal and, uh, and, 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 and calling them out.
3: Well, that's right. See, you need to understand, you know, he embarrassed them on trade. He stood with the Hong Kong protesters. He stood with the uh, anti-China presidential candidate in Taiwan. He embarrassed the Communist Party of Chinese leadership. And you've got to understand, it's only 800 families that run China, and they are losing faith. And if you lose faith in China, you lose power not long after. They know if they, they do not defeat President Trump, they're going to have a revolution on their own territory, and it will not be kind to the Chinese Communist Party. They'll be hanging them from lampposts. So they understand if they don't take down President Trump, he's going to take down them. That's why the COVID panic, that's why the riots, all beautifully timed for election year. Yeah, it would not have happened
0: if it wasn't
1: election year. And I love the way that you um, that you uh, uh, show the the equation that uh, you know, just like um, Reagan took down the Soviet Union, Reagan, uh, Trump can uh, it could possibly take down the Chinese communists.
3: Well you imagine the the boon to the world it would be for a free China. Imagine all that energy, all that enterprise, all that culture channeled towards good instead of evil. What a boon that would be to the world. And and they are hanging on by their fingernails in China. They've got huge problems. They can't handle four more years of President Trump. So for you know, we we reelect President Trump, the Chinese Communist Party knows that it's probably doomed. And that'll be a
1: fantastic thing for the planet. Oh, fantastic, Trevor! Thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us today. We're talk We've been talking with Trevor Loudon uh, uh, regarding the uh, latest article that he's written. Uh, tell us. Tell them once again where they can follow you.
3: Yeah, da- my daily blog, TrevorLoudon.com. So loudon is l-o-u-d-o-n l-o-u-d-o-n so dot com, and you'll see some more stuff coming out soon about these
1: nefarious characters behind black lives matter <laughs> thank you very very much george rodriguez el conservador on klup nine thirty a.m radio the answer my friends, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP nine thirty AM radio. Thank you very much for joining us today. Let me uh, give you a few uh, more uh, news items, real quick, regarding immigration. We didn't get to that in the uh, first part of the program. Um, there was uh, violence, my friends, uh, on the uh, at a at a border patrol station in uh, in Arizona. Uh, apparently, a peaceful protest, as they all are, my friends, a peaceful protest. These leftists were pro- protesting uh, the border wall, and they blocked traffic at a uh, border patrol checkpoint. Uh, just uh, it, it, it's called the uh, the Odom uh, border and uh, border area, and uh, in Pima County. And uh, this this all happened on Monday, and um, the, the border patrol had to use tear gas, and uh, there were some arrests, and uh, uh, somebody claimed that there were rubber bullets fired at them, but I kind of. I kind of doubt it, but again another peaceful protest trying to uh, shut down uh, a street uh, in this case a highway or in a uh, border patrol checkpoint uh, also uh, on on Tuesday this past Tuesday, the Supreme Court halted the counting of illegal aliens in the census and it has sent it has absolutely caused a uh, a a, uh, a meltdown among Uh, A lot of major cities, a lot of Democrats in major cities. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, uh, that that's happening. But if they want to be responsible for illegal aliens, uh, let them pay for it. Okay. Uh, The census is about apportioning uh, the uh, representation as well as uh, funding, federal funding. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but we've got to quit uh, rewarding illegal immigration by counting illegal aliens and uh, communities being rewarded, you know these sanctuary communities being rewarded with money and with representation. So I support this 100%. Uh, finally, uh, there is the uh, the story that that uh, came out regarding the uh, situation uh, in, in uh, along the the Texas border, and we reported it last week. But uh, along the Texas border, where armed cartel members armed, heavily armed cartel members are now uh, smuggling not only the uh, illegal aliens, but they're smuggling the um, uh, the uh, drugs as well. And my friends, I'm sorry, but this is, uh, you know, a, a, a violent confrontation with our law enforcement is probably going to happen sometime soon. And that's going to be really, really sad because these guys are armed to the teeth. And uh, so you heard it here first on... Uh, El Conservador with George Rodriguez. Thank you for joining us today, my friends. Have a good one. Stay safe.